and he lifts one to left field. It is deep, it is high, and it is gone. A walk-off home run for Joe Gray Jr. Good afternoon, wherever, whenever, however you're listening to the Gram Slam podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson. Welcome to number 34. This is episode 34 of the Gram Slam podcast presented now by Vibes News Hub, which is a news site that I have officially created for the Rocky Mountain Vibes I am still in the process of getting this website up and running. It's taken a little bit longer than normal, um, but it will be officially up for that first game on Monday, which is just about less than a week away. We finally got baseball back again. The 2022 season, we have a roster. We have new baseball jerseys. We have a new, supposedly, new La Llorona jersey coming out the first part of June, that'll be at the Citadel Mall um, with a partnership that the Rocky Mountain Vibes are doing with a store. I'll have more details on that. Might pay a visit on that Saturday to see the jersey, and uh, hopefully they have it for sale because I hope this is not another one of those we have to bid on it later down the season. Um, I was surprised when I went to FanFest this past Saturday um, that they, or no, past Sunday, I think it was Sunday. Um, they actually had... No, it was Saturday. I apologize. It was Saturday. Um, they actually had a new um, jersey essentially for the military appreciation or heroes appreciation. And man, oh man, is that jersey nice looking. Um, if you haven't done so already, check that out on Instagram um, with the Gram Slam podcast or Gram Slam Cast is what my uh, handle is for all social media now to make it in sync. Um, but again, the boys are back in town and the 2022 season officially kicked off last week with a short social media uh, post with the vibe showing off spring training warm-ups at UC Health Park. And first off, I want to just throw this out there on this episode to thank the Rocky Mountain Vibes for everything they did last Thursday when we had wildfires in Colorado Springs. Um, Inadvertently, they were volunteered or voluntold essentially by the local media here in Colorado Springs that they were a evacuation point for the wild uh, wildland fires that were happening just Basically a little bit, uh, probably about two miles from the stadium, uh, maybe a little bit less than that. But they were housed as the evacuation point. They welcomed everyone. They gave food, water, um, let pets in. There was some confusion around that with the Colorado Springs Fire Department. But overall, thank you so much to the Vibes organization for that. And added on to that, because of that event... They are allowing all first responders to 
show up to the first game, show your badge, um, any kind of badge or credentials as being a first responder, and you can get into the game for free. Um, this is something that they are pretty, the Vibes organization is really, really good at. Um, but thank you again from a first responder, myself, um, as a wildland firefighter, thank you to the Vibes organization for that. Um, that was pretty big, especially when the media just kind of threw it out there last minute. Um, but thanks for that. Um, but again, we, like I said, we have a new season. Uh, the players were on the field last week, and they actually had new shirts, hoodies, and shorts that all had their numbers on it. That's something we haven't seen in the past, um, which was pretty awesome. Um, but like I said, we finally have a roster as well that has been officially released. Um, this episode of the Grand Slam podcast was supposed to drop last week. Even before that, um, I've had so many technical issues between um, Comcast or Xfinity Internet going in and out um, because of updates in our area, and I had a computer crash. And then, of course, I have officially uh, signed on as a correspondent or analyst, uh, sports analyst for the USFL, which is the football league that I cover on uh, this the comeback period. And the league that I traveled to Alabama for and have covered on the Grand Slam podcast before. I have officially accepted a role there on their website. That's usflnewshub.com if you're looking for football news. I'm hoping that could expand into the XFL side of things once we get teams. I will be covering the Pittsburgh Maulers. First article went up uh, yesterday on the website. Uh, check that out. It's the Pittsburgh Maulers Mid-Season Review. Um, a lot more to come with that. And so I've been busy. I've been trying to check some boxes off to grow um, not only my brand, but also the Grand Slam podcast, which I'm hoping to really do this season with going into year two with the Grand Slam podcast. But it's good to be back. I'm finally, it's my off day from work. I'm getting some time where I can fully record, go over everything before we start this season. Uh, coming up here soon, um, but yeah, um, the one thing I, I did notice is this Saturday I will not get to attend it due to going to a concert. But it's even supposed to be it's supposed to be really cold, which is funny enough for um, preseason baseball and uh, could potentially snow on Saturday here. But they for any season ticket holders, please check your email from last week. They did invite only, and I said only season ticket holders to a um, preseason game, I believe it's with the NoCo Owls. It didn't say Owls, it just said Northern Colorado team. I assume it's the NoCo Owls that the Vibes are doing a scrimmage with. Um, but if again, if you're a season ticket holder, check your emails. You should have information on this. Um, again, I won't be attending it, unfortunately, um, due to going to a concert in Denver. Um, so we'll see, but I'll definitely be at that first game on Monday. Um, but I wanted to give a kind of preseason prediction and run over the vibe schedule and give my overall thoughts on the 2022 season, where we stand as a team, because it is not the same team coming back from last year, um, which is kind of essentially in a way it's not, it's fortunate, but it's not, um, a lot of the talent, um, with Monclova, 
um, ACL rolls or how you say it, um, essentially got really good and they're either staying up at that level or the level above the vibe system. So it's kind of sad to see a lot of them go. Um, but I'll talk more about that when we go over the roster. Um, overall, I think a lot of these players have been around, um, some of the Monclova, um, talent, which includes, MLB former talent, Chris Bryant, Pablo Sandoval, a.k.a. Panda Bear, Chris Carter, Josh Reddick, um, along with the, obviously we know the championship win that the team got uh, for the winner edition of it. Um, one name that stood out to me during that uh, rendition with the winner league was uh, Sean Dunstan Jr., he did not make the final roster cut, unfortunately, for the Vibes. I, I assume he's staying up with Monclova, as a lot of these names are still playing. I don't know if it's preseason ball or what that case may be, but we could see some fluctuations in talent throughout the year. So we may see more than what is on the roster now from last season come back down. Um, it'll be remain to be seen, but we do know for certain when I go over the roster draft, we know that the Rocky mountain vibes did officially draft two players from the pioneer uh, spring tryouts. Uh, Dominique Hernandez, outfielder, and Caleb Marquez, a catcher. Um, again, both of those were drafted back on April 5th. These two could bring some talent to the team to help the younger t- kids on the team. I'm not even quite sure of ages. This group of uh, ball players looks a little bit older than last year, fortunately. We had a lot of kids, and I mean kids. Um, 15 was the youngest. I think the oldest was like 25. I think that's kind of changed this year. Um, we also know, uh, for certain that Miguel, uh, Tejada, I believe is how you pronounce his name, junior, um, who played with the Raptors, uh, in the first half of the season last year, signed on to the vibes. Um, he ended up playing 19 games, 31 at bats, five runs, Seven hits and three doubles, also hitting one home run and contributing to eight RBIs and being walked four times while he played with the Ogden Raptors um, during the first part of the Pioneer season last year. So we welcome him. He is the son of an MLB player. So that is awesome. Um, Great talent there. And then, of course, we know the five players that are essentially here, and that is Yassel, y- Yashel Oshoa, Aldo, Bernita, Brandon Pernez, Perez, Elder, Roselle, and Joshua Esparza. Um, all five of those will be back with the um, Rocky Mountain Vibes this year. Um, we did get two new pitchers, uh, Garrett Alvarez and uh, Adrian Mardinarno, I believe it's how to pronounce his name, uh, joining the team. Um, but again, the fan fest, it was, it wasn't no, nothing like exciting per se. It, it's more just a open house for the Rocky mountain vibes. I will say they have, if you followed my Instagram stories over the weekend, you did see they have changed a lot throughout the stadium. Um, not necessarily upgrades, but kind of just more changes. Uh, I think the only noticeable upgrade was that the concession stands now have, uh, televisions, for the menus instead of, so they're digital instead of the old school menus they've had since I was a baby. I mean, literally, 
Um, so that'll be an improvement. The stadium itself, if you're not aware already and going to a Vibes game this season, they are cashless. They are not accepting any cash during the season at anywhere in the stadium or the box office from what I know. I do know that they upgraded to Google Pay and Apple Pay this year, which is a blessing in disguise, I will say, because trust me, last year, there's so many times I'd have rather paid with that and just clicked my phone and been done compared to having to pull out a card or even take a card. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely take one because I will be trying to still cover the vibes and have my phone on me. So, I, I mean, phone's going to die with nine innings and how long some of these games go. Um, but they did move. When you walk into the stadium um, to your left, they had Grammys desserts. That is moved somewhere else in the stadium. I'm not quite sure where I know um, her business is still part of the vibes as far as I know. Um, they have actually made that shop into a hats-only vibes store, which is pretty awesome because they upgraded the uh, like the massive amount of hats that they have. They have upgraded to, which is great. Um, I am going to go broke this season. That's plain and simple, um, especially with those... Um, uh, with those new hats or whatnot, they are amazing looking. They feature the Pioneer P on the side, the Pioneer League logo on the side. Um, so definitely awesome hats. They look more official to being in the Pioneer League than they did last year, um, which is great. Um, I, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that the players may have the names on the back of their jerseys this year, but it's wishful thinking. Um but yeah, so the the when you walk in to the right, it used to be the actual Vibes merchandise store, um, Toasty, I think it's Toasty's merch or something like that. Um, that has actually moved to the third baseline where Toasty's Tavern was. Um, Toasty's Tavern actually, from what I understand, moved. Um, as you walk in the gates, there is the wall that's behind the press box that used to have the big ski chairs, the, the Vibes ski chairs. Those have now moved um, to the picnic kind of area right before you get into the picnic zone. Um, but the bar is now right as you walk in. Uh, this may help the flow of traffic, but I, I am wondering how well, if there's a long line for a bar, if that's going to create issues. Who knows? Uh, I'm hoping with the cashless pay and credit card, debit card, and then the Apple and Google Pay, if that'll speed up lines this season, could be another thing as well. Um, but yeah, it's great. The, the merchandise, um, where they moved it to the toasty tavern area. Um, it's great because it's, it's a lot more merchandise they're able to have. Um, I saw a lot more, uh, t-shirts. It looks like they have a lot of Nike stuff this year, which is great. Um, we'll have to pick some of that up. And then where the smoking area was outside the bar with, they had tables that is now looks like the kid zone. Uh, with the inflatable jump house and the slide, that's there. Um, little tweaks here and there throughout the stadium, I think, is going to help um, kind of move forward um, as a club. They looked a lot more like a professional team this year um, with the upgrade or the not upgrades because they didn't really upgrade, but the the changes they did, I think, it more aligns with other stadiums. So that, that's pretty great. Let's go ahead. Let's go through the 2022 roster. So catchers, the Rocky Mountain Vibes. This is your opening day roster, of course. Um, catchers, they have 
Uh, Julian Lara as catcher, Elder Roselle, Rosells. Um, I believe it's uh, Jose Rabago. Rabago. Infielders, Brandon Perez, who is returning, obviously, Elder um, per, uh, Roselle, uh, catcher. And then Paul uh, Carano, Caleb Marquez, Ulus Cantu, Cantu. Uh, infielders, outfielders is Miguel uh, Tejada Jr., Joshua Esparza, Dominique Hernandez. Right-handed pitchers, um, we have Aldo Villa Gomez. I, I think I may have made, a, like, I feel like Aldo Bonita may be the same person. Um, some of these players have different names on their Instagram accounts, so that could be it. Um, but he's returning from last year. And then, of course, the remaining right-hand pitchers we have are not from last year. We have Garrett Alvarez, uh, Kristen uh, Sam Orano, Johandra, Hondrai, uh, Perez, Felipe Rodriguez, uh, Jorge Gonzalez. I didn't tell you some of these names. It's hard to pronounce. Um, I'll try my best. Andren uh, Mardanano, Jose Moro, Mora, uh, Miguel Pazo, Pazo, I believe it is. Uh, left-hand pitchers. They have, of course, returning from last year. Yes, Yazel, um, Ochoa, Tommy, uh, Caulfield, and Yosmel Nardarado, Nardo, I think. Uh, see, I, I'm telling you, I'm bad at some of these uh, Hispanic slash culture names, um, but I'll get them throughout the season. Um, these are all, again, we only have five players returning from last year, but that, that brings comfort in a way because we were the worst team in the league last year. Um, with the players we had, um, notable if if you notice from that list, there is no Jacob Barfield. I believe he was traded from uh, the um, Monclova. It seemed like, from what I can tell, he got traded. Um, there is no um, Aldo Nunez. He was my daughter's like favorite player. He is actually playing um, with Monclova, kind of at that upper level. But, I mean, there's Manny Ololik. Um, he is not, or Elo, Olo K. He is not playing this year with the vibes. So there's a lot of notable names that are gone. Um, we do know that they do have a new coaching staff as well. Um, that was announced. I don't have the information of who they are yet. Um, I've seen some tidbits. A, a former Braves baseball uh, Atlanta Braves uh, coach from the or player from the 90s is a first baseman slash base coach. Um, I'll get more on that as that kind of stuff gets released. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's go through the schedule. I think that this is going to be interesting this year because we did add, obviously the Pioneer League did add two teams to the um, overall schedule or not schedule, but to the league with the expansion and they are both in directly going to be playing the Rocky mountain vibes this season. So the first, um, week, first opening three days, uh, we have the glacier range riders, um, debuting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It could be a challenge, 
But this is also a new club that was not here last year. And the Rocky Mountain Vibes obviously have a brand new team to an extent with new coaching staff. So this may be an, a pretty even matched up uh, series. They play the 23rd, 24th, 25th, and then they are off until the following Sunday, the 22nd, and then play the 30th um, in uh in uh, Glacier, or they play away, I think. Or no, sorry, it is considered a doubleheader. I don't know why this is this schedule looks weird, but it's a doubleheader on uh, Memorial Day. Uh, with a so they play three games up front. They're off three days, and then they play three games in two days. So the 29th and 30th on Memorial Day, doubleheader on that day. Um, then the uh, Noco Owls, another new team into the kind of new team. They used to be, uh, I believe it was the Ogden. No, that's the Raptors. Uh, God, I drew a blank, blank spot of where the Owls came from. Um, this looks horrible. But anyways, so the Noco Owls, they'll be the second series the uh, Vibes will play. They'll play in... Um, Northern Colorado, uh, June 1st through the 8th. Um, that series, again, it's another new team with new players. So it's going to be interesting to see how the vibes match up to these new teams um, and really factor. Now, of course, next series, back here at home on June 7th, starting a uh, six-game series with the um, Idaho Falls Chuckers. Mm, Chuckers, we did not favor so well last year too. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think a lot of their players, from my knowledge of looking at uh, their Instagram, they signed a lot of players back from last year. Um, so that could be a challenge for us. Uh, Idaho was a really decent team last year. And then uh, we go back on the road the 14th through the 19th of June. Uh, we go to Boise to play the Hawks. Um, they were not as great last year. I, I, I don't believe, I think they were in near last place in the um, division. And then, of course, you have the NoCo Owls coming back to Colorado Springs on um, the 21st of June to play a three-game series here in Colorado Springs. And then they go to NoCo Northern Colorado, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of June. So that's 24th, 25th, and 26th. And then, of course, we have two days off. Vibes return home uh, for a six-game series with the Billings Mustangs, uh, Billings, Montana Mustangs, another team that uh, was decent last year and has signed a lot of players back from last year. So could be an interesting series there. Um, next up we play the Grand Junction Rockies, um, on July 6th, July 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. The July 7th game on Thursday, July 7th is a double header as well. Um, Grand Junction Rockies were up and down last year. We played them, we played decent, then we didn't, then we did, so... That series could be uh, up and down for us this year. Um, surprisingly enough, we only have, I think, three season or three, no, four series with them this season. So those could go hit or miss, um, especially with being home or in Grand Junction. 
Uh, following uh, week, we have we play the um, let's see the Ogden Raptors in Ogden, and that is July twelfth through the seventeenth. Ogden Raptors, another team that killed us last year. Um, so I, I'm kind of hesitant on kind of making a prediction here if we'll do decent. Obviously, we need to know the first couple weeks of baseball, see where we stand as a team and how this new staff, uh, coaching staff and players are playing for us. Um, but we should see. Um, right after that, on July 19th through the 24th, um, we split a series again um, with the NOCO Owls. Um Three in Colorado Springs on the 19th, 20th, and 21st, and then go back up to NOCO for the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Um, then we travel to Grand Junction. So there's a long stretch. It's about a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 game stretch that they're the vibes are on the road, and then they come back. Uh, for August 2nd, play the NOCO Owls for six games here in Colorado Springs. Um, that's the 2nd through the 7th. Off on Monday, the 8th, and then they go to Ogden again to play the Raptors. Uh, Six-game series. That is the 9th through the 14th. Off the 15th, go to Grand Junction again, play a six-game series with the Rockies. Um, so that will be a long stretch with no baseball here in Colorado Springs. Um, roughly about two weeks, and then they come back home to play Ogden Raptors, um, the only Ogden Raptors series here in Colorado Springs on August 23rd through the 28th, and then they go to, they split another series with the NOCO Owls. Uh, they start that series Monday the 29th of August through the uh, 31st and then come back here September 1st through the 3rd they are off the 4th and go to Grand Junction uh, for Labor Day um, they are this is actually the first time the vibes has been gone um, Sunday or off Sunday and then um, away on Monday because they usually play here for um, that weekend for uh, Labor Day because in Colorado Springs, we have what is uh, called the Labor Day Liftoff. It's a hot air balloon festival. Um, normally, I'm having to choose between that. I grew up a huge hot air balloon fan and watching them, and we go to that every year. Um, so it's usually the balloon glow is usually when the games are. So it'll be nice that Sunday, hopefully weather permitting, that the balloon glow goes off. And then, of course, Labor Day, there is no baseball here. The last series for the Rocky Mountain Vibes at home will end here in Colorado Springs with a split series with the Grand Junction Rockies that they start on Labor Day the 5th, 6th, and 7th in Grand Junction, and then they return here uh, to play the final three games on the 8th, 9th, and 10th where the 2022 season for the Rocky Mountain Vibes will end on September 10th. So when we look at the, the overall... <laughs> record here of the vibes last year. It's kind of hard to say that we'll play the same because we have a completely different team. We have a different coaching staff. Um, so that, that is pretty big um, overall perspective to look at. 
is this is a completely different team. Yes, there's five people from last time or last season on the team, but it's not a majority of them, and there's a completely different coaching staff. I think, and there's a coaching staff that has MLB experience, so that that kind of role plays into this factor of when we look at the season. I, I definitely think. Idaho Falls Chuckers are going to be a hard season or series for us to play. Um, I think we'll switch off with the Grand Junction Rockies back and forth. Um, Ogden Raptors could be a hit or miss. I, I do think that, like I said, they killed us last year. Um, we have three uh, overall series with them, two of them being in um, Ogden and then one here. So that's a different from last year. We had two here and one in Ogden. So that's a little bit of a change. And then, of course, it all factors of how these two new teams are going to be playing with the uh, Glacier Range Riders, which we only play um, the first series of the first five games of the season or six games of the season because of the doubleheader. We only play them once this year. So... That opening contest for those six games, that's a make or break if we're going to do good against that team. We don't play them in uh, Montana at all, so that's kind of a factor. And then, of course, the Billing, uh, Billings Mustangs, we only play, I believe, one series with them. Yeah, one series this season with them here in Color Springs. I believe we only played them one last year. Um, I, I, I will say, I'm just, I'm worried about those, those teams in our division, the Ogden Raptors, the Grand Junction Rockies, and then of course the Northern, we have the Idaho Fall Chuckers. I think those are the three teams that kind of be aware of this season, um, in what we could do. Now, of course, if you're new to the Pioneer League, the Pioneer League is broken down into two, um, half seasons. So there is a first um, uh, what do you call it? A first half season winner. Um, whoever's in first, first place going into the half point, those two teams for the North and South division, um, will essentially, um, what do you call it? We'll essentially play each other. Um, or not play each other. I'm sorry. Those two teams, I totally lost my train of thought with this. Okay, so the first half season winners. So one team, the first place team in the north, first place team in the south, um, they are guaranteed a um, playoff spot. And then in the second half, you have those same exact factors. So the first place teams get into the playoffs. Now, the second, if it's the same team that won the first half, and I completely just knocked over or something. Woo, that was crazy. Um, anyways, the uh, the second half set, if it's the same team that won the first half, then the second place team is automatically in the playoffs. So we have a lot to do. There's five teams per division now. Um, so the vibes have to come out strong. They've got to come out with the uh, Glacier Range Riders uh, series. And then they got to transition right on into the NOCO Owls. If we can defeat most of that series, those two series, right off the bat, that's going to give us some leverage through the month of June 
into the first part of July where that first half season is broken up. So look for that. If the vibes start struggling early, don't 100% count them out because of the split season. Um, But I would be worried if we are looking at the same type of losses that we were last year. I I think we barely made a, a above nine wins past the first half. Um, so that's, that's something to kind of look at. I think that was home wins, of course. Um, but that's something to kind of look into with the Rocky mountain vibes and to see what they're going to do. Um, next up, let's go over with that schedule. It's the vibes promo schedule for this year. Um, it is opening day obviously is, uh, this Monday, May 23rd, um, Monclova Monday, May 30th, which is, uh, Memorial day. I'm hoping and I'm hoping that they have Monclova gear, maybe even a jersey, a hat, something, or shirt that we can get to represent the team that the Rocky Mountain Vibes are kind of like a unofficial farm system for. Um, June 10th is Hometown Night. That is the new uh, the Springs jerseys representing the Color Springs City. Uh, June 11th is Army versus Air Force Night. They usually will hand out uh, different uh, boomsticks for Army and uh, Air Force, and they'll have challenges throughout the night uh, to see who wins. Uh, June 12th, catch on the field. This will be great. My kids will love this. And then June 21st through the 23rd is the first La Llorona series. Um, They will be featuring most likely a New Jersey compared to the one I have on now. July 2nd is Marvel Night, July 4th, 4th of July fireworks. This is the first time from what I could see since 2017 when the Rocky Mountain Vibes used to be the Colorado Springs Sky Sox that they are in town for a 4th of July. Finally, we get fireworks at Vibes Stadium. It's great. Um, July 9th, Christmas in July. I don't know what that is. That will be interesting to see. Um, July 19th through the 21st is the second La Llorona's, uh, series. Uh, August 9th is Fiesta de Los Springs. Not quite sure what that is. Um, they did have a Los Llorona's logo on it, so not quite sure. Um, August 27th, Paint the Park Pink, Breast Cancer Awareness. Uh, September 3rd, Broncos Night. And then September 10th is Colorado Proud Day, which is the last game of the season and most likely the big firework game as well if we get fireworks. Keep that in mind. The one thing about Friday night fireworks with the vibes, there is a possibility that the city could shut that down. Um, I have heard that the we just went into stage two fire ban, um, but fireworks approved uh, by the city and by the Color Springs Fire Department are allowed um, professionally, which I assume the Rocky Mountain Vibes will be able to do it because they are monitored by the Color Springs Fire Department when they set off fireworks. Uh, but keep that in mind. That could be a downer this summer if we do not get rain in this city, which we all know when baseball is around, Colorado Springs likes to get a lot of weather and rain, so we'll see how that goes. Um, if we finally get out of state burn restrictions, that could help that, but just keep that in mind. Um, don't be disappointed if it gets canceled and there's no fireworks this season because of that, um, but at least based on the 
uh, stage two fire ban uh, infograph that the Colorado Springs Fire Department released. It did state that uh, professional fireworks can be set off as long as they are approved by the city and the fire marshal and stuff like that. So we shouldn't have a problem there. Um, but then weekly, we have $2 Tuesdays, general admission tickets, $2. $2 Tuesdays is back. Last year was Tuesday nights was their off night. Uh, wager Wednesdays, dollar hot dogs and um, different wager-based deals. I don't know what that is. I'm curious to see. We'll find out that first week. Thirsty Thursday, $2 domestic draft beers, $3 craft beers. Friday night fireworks. As I said, we're hoping that's the case. We don't know at this point. Um, Saturday night theme nights. Um, I'm hoping they still do stickers again. That was awesome. Um, Add-on to Saturday night games and the theme nights. That they had stickers for each game on Saturday night. And collecting those, that made a pretty cool picture frame that I post on Instagram where I put all the stickers and the team photo above. Um, that is one thing I've not seen on there is that they're doing a team photo autograph day. Hopefully that's added because they have done it every year. Um, and then of course, um, salute Sundays, free tickets to all military members on Sundays. Um, just, uh, Kind of let you know from the 2021 vibe season, if you're not aware or follow my podcast, uh, the Developing the Future Rises One campaign, the Rocky Mountain Vibes and the um, Monclova team has done is promoting players to the MLB. Uh, Carlos Carrado, uh, who is our first base in 2021, was signed with the Pirates. Angel Camacho, also pitcher, signed with the Pirates as well. And then, of course, uh, Fernando Romero, signed with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Augustin Herrera, signed with the – he was a pitcher. I think these are all pitchers, uh, signed with the uh, Kansas City Royals. And then uh, Marlano Gomez, signed with the New York Mets. So just just putting it out there – the Rocky Mountain Vibes and Monclova are producing MLB quality players. We saw it last year. Hopefully that continues this year because that is the ultimate goal of independent baseball, the Pioneer League, and this kind of muddy water relationship between MLB and uh, independent baseball since they've cut the rookie affiliation teams out and minor league baseball funding and stuff like that. So. Um, but we look forward to this season. Like I said, it begins in a couple days. I can't wait for this season. It is going to be big, and I really hope that the vibes go out there and these players play their heart out for these fans, and we have a good season. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about this season like there was last year. Um, I hope there's no drama. Um, we had a, a lot of issues with drama with marshmallow fights last year. Um, that was uh, interesting. And then just the overall perspective of the Rocky Mountain vibes. Hopefully we get a winning team, somewhat of a winning team, and make the playoffs for this team would be amazing. Uh, bring some playoff uh, baseball to Colorado would be great, or Colorado Springs, because there are two other teams in Colorado, and we do not want them going anywhere near the playoffs. So, Good luck to the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Good luck to the players that follow me on Instagram. A lot of new ones. Welcome to Colorado Springs if you have never been here. 
Um, I am looking forward to a lot of baseball starting on Monday. Have a great afternoon, everyone. I'll see you back here in one week. I will give you the first two-game recap going into that uh, third game on uh, next Wednesday. So thank you, everyone. I appreciate you being here, and I will see you back here in one week. Have a great one, everyone. He lifts one to left field. It is deep. It is high, and it is gone. A walk-off home run for Joe Gray Jr.